Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Full Stack Leader Podcast. This week, again, I'm here at South by Southwest 2023, talking to lots of amazing innovators about the future of what's happening in technology. Today, I'm joined by Freddie Kimmel. He is a podcast and wellness specialist, and I'm excited to talk about some of the things that are coming out in that world. Great to have you here. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad to be here. What an amazing festival. This is such a collection of thought leaders and technologies and innovation in one room. Yeah, one of the things I've seen a lot is like different industries from different places coming together to like see where they meet. And uh, it's it's really interesting that you could be talking to a wellness person on one level, and then I might talk to a hardware specialist on another level, and then somebody in the travel industry. So, you you know, you really get such a mix. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. What's been one of your favorite things you've seen since you've been here? Oh, goodness. I came here to see friends. So I have friends that work with a, a stem cell supplement that boosts polypleural stem cells within the body called stem regen. And then I ran across some other people over here doing a thing called the sleepy crown, which is a it's a it's a solution that helps you nasal breathe and cover your eyes and feel like you're being hugged in bed. And then I just wandered over and have just seen some other amazing technologies, a lot to do with like content capture, new types of lenses, new types of microphones, people that are helping other creators get their message out, which I also thought it's so important, right? There's a lot happening with the technology of the way the body is interacting with machines and technology. And I know that you're pretty heavily engaged in some of that. There's also a lot in the world of biohacking and the way that we can actually optimize the efficiency of our body in so many different ways. Yeah. And I know you're deep in that. As you think about kind of the future of uh, how all of this is starting to come together, everything from like health kits within the phones all the way into really amazing devices, like we were talking about the lymphatic, the lymphatic body glove kind yeah. of thing. What are some of the things that you see coming up that are going to be very exciting for everyone? Yeah, well, you're going to have people... First, I have to say, you know, you have to look at the you have to look at the the health of the United States population. And it is embarrassing amongst I think we're like number 83 in the world. You know, we make a lot of money here, but we don't put our priority first or we don't have a good understanding of what health is. And for me, we have these these stats that are coming up and, and they're just they're a forced function of the way we're living, the way we're eating, the way we're interacting or not interacting as a community. So. I like the interconnected nature of health. And, and when I talk about like the suit, like Flopresso is a New Zealand technology that helps move lymphatics. It helps move the interstitial, the space between space. Um, it's a full body suit that does full body compression and thermodynamic heat as well as deep pressure therapy. But what you're going to see on the other side about after being hugged for 40 minutes is that your resting heart rate drops, your sleep scores are better, your anxiety is, uh, greatly diminished. People with long-term PTSD even have an experience where they just don't feel that severity because the body has been felt and seen as its need to be held. So it's, I always look at like, where are people really hurting? And that's why I like events. That's usually what I ask. I'm like, what's your pain point? You know, a lot of times when you talk about technology and integration, it's like people like, I know what to do. I know all the things I don't show up for myself. So like, that's a really fascinating question. Like, man, I know there's great information and thought leaders and why am I not doing it? Mm. You know, so I think we overestimate what we can do in a day. So I look to AI or technology to really help us prioritize our time to understand that the human body has limitations. You know, how do I meet myself? Where, what I, what, where are my capabilities in running a, whether it's a functional medicine practice or a technology company? Right. 
Where in the 80s or the 90s, maybe it was like a badge of honor to say, oh, I worked a 14-hour day and I never, I haven't taken a vacation in 18 months. People are starting to see the toll on that and the escalation of cancer rates. Um, you know, we can look at, and again, I look at cancer as a forced function of um, the body out of extreme balance. And and these are things that, you know, doctors are starting to see uh, that that a tumor could could have formed 10 years ago. And you're just seeing that expression of late stage disease finally after almost a decade. So this is this conversation expands. I just I think technology and the learning systems will be able to hold up a mirror to the shitty lifestyle behaviors that we're that we're that we're standing in. Do you think do you think that there's sometimes too much information for the average person to be able to take in? So we're dealing with everything from work information or school information, depending on your age, to family information, to all kinds of things. And then you suddenly have to like also take into account all these aspects of your body. How does a person sift through all of that and figure out what's right? Yeah, you have to, again, it comes back into how do I, how do I pause and listen to what my body is telling me? Because if you ever have had that feeling where you feel like the hard drive is full, I can't take anything else in my brain. And I'm starting to have basic tasks go awry, like going in and out of the house and forgetting my car keys a few times. And where am I leaving things? That's a sign that the brain is just full. I do think that the amount of information that we're exposed to, you can look at the, um, I mean, look at where we were 100 years ago. I feel like I just saw a stat, like the refrigerator was only invented 100 years ago. Right. And yeah. now we have supercomputers in our hands that we can get anywhere, anything, information to whenever we want it. And I don't think that improves quality of life. I think if you look at happiness scores or the quality of life scores, people feel a greater sense of lack. And so I would I would take all this this overwhelm and I would just remind that there is a model that works perfectly, and that is the democracy of nature. And so there is a rising and setting of the sun. There's a time when lights are out and we should probably be thinking about downregulatory behavior and sleep. There is a seasonal aspect to when we might follow certain type of foods that are presenting themselves. Now we go into Whole Foods, we get every vegetable every day, all year long, because we can. So I think within the model, the democracy of nature are some great lessons that we can draw from. And I think we can use, we can, we can, we can put that code in the technology, right? Mm -hmm. We could tell a smart home when it is, uh, it's time to stop work. You know, maybe there's an override button and a point system, but there is a, you know, there's a sleep temperature in which if you were sleeping outside on the ground, you'd be getting a certain level of electrons. You'd, you would not be toasty and under four comforters. You know, we've seen that this advent of uh, cold and ice exposure dramatically affecting people's health and rem, rem, reminding my body. I'm like, oh, my God, it's good to be freezing cold in water for right. three minutes. The immune system and that, and that triggers the immune system. So the, the immune yeah. system responds very favorably. Yeah. All my neurotransmitters, my norepinephrine, my dopamine all get jacked up and no, I'm no longer clinically depressed. And the fact that we can discover and see that scientifically now is is a, is really different than even just 10, 15 years ago. Like 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 I think there's been a lot of these kind of things that have maybe existed uh, within humanity for a long time, but they're just now becoming like very clear on a on a data level for everyone to work with. Yeah. And, it's a lot to like take in, uh, yeah. like many other things out. Yeah, it's really, it's a complicated conversation because you can, I, I've never seen from moving through, I went through metastatic cancer and Lyme disease and severe autoimmunity. 
And my labs never reflected my day-to-day fluctuations in health. My barometer for that was always how I fell and what my lived experience was. So I'm not sure AI or technology is ever going to overtake that. If we can use these systems and the d- numbers and the data to greater hone like what my North Compass is, like you're, you're never going to override the human heart. I am a quantum computer. Think about all the uh, sources of input that drive me to like a feeling or a, a just an intuitive trend that, no, that's good for me, or maybe it, maybe it could be, you know, our, our bias is so easily swayed by data and numbers. So I do see the need for a balance, you know, things like heart rate variability, you know, yeah. tracking, I have a, a meter called BioStrap, which measures my body temperature, my time between successive heartbeats my sleep scores, my recovery scores. So I can look at this strap and I can look at the data on my board and I can see how I recovered the night before. And, and I can usually align that with my day where I'm like, damn, I'm crushing it today. My brain is on fire. I feel so good. Well, I had a 93 recovery score and my heart rate is in yeah. pure coherence for the last eight hours. Right. And then I can also feel, I can start to establish a feeling or a greater knowing of what a recovery score of 23 looks like where my, my heart rate variability is, t- it's just like a metronome. My body's tired and it's not the day for me to go push weight. So I can start to use that information to tap into the knowing. I'm saying all that with, once you establish what that knowing is, I think we need to take a break from these things and get back into what does that feel like for you? So, so a lot of my audience are, are engineering leaders and they're, yep. working with, they're working with people who tend to put a lot of time behind computers, tend to like, uh, work really, really hard. And I'm wondering, like, how important it is for them to recognize the kind of body performance that people that are working for? I'll give you an example. I, you, you look at an athletics team that, that's so much concentrations put on, like, how body performs. It's up. That's at an elite level, like working with it. But just at the average level of, of body performance, it can dramatically affect the overall quality of efficiency and, and, delivery and creativity of humans and stuff like that. How does, how does an engineering leader put more focus on that with like that might be working on their team? It's, it's a great, it's, you know, people have to, these companies have to step up and they have to do this for their employees. They need to think outside of the box. And I say, how am I going to embody this in my staff? How do they see it in their employees? How do they see it in their place? Well, you could start with a subjective experience intake form and just ask your employees, ask, how's everybody feel? Is everybody happy working here? <laughs> What's your pain point? Well, I sit in this chair all day and I have, uh, I have sciatic pain and I have hip pain in my pelvic floor from sitting in this chair. You're going to come up, you're going to, you're going to identify a big bell curve where there's a lot of people saying a relatively same thing. I guarantee it's somewhere around not moving enough. So we look at this base baseline of 10,000 steps a day. Yep. You know, we know these people doing this programming work and coding don't get this. So I'll go really, really simple for you. Um, it could be something as simple as, and let me just step it one step. The 10,000 steps are allowing the smooth muscle to contract around the lymphatic system. So to move limb. So we'll just, I spoke about Flopresso. There's no reason that company can't have a room where people get 20 minute Flopresso sessions. There's no reason that company can't have a room where there's a full body light panel that is releasing nitric oxide in the cells and boosting systemic circulation, also helping circadian rhythm. There's no reason those guys can't have blue blocking lenses on their glasses or a timer on the screen that is slowly dimming the sensitivity or the the severity of that blue light on the computer towards their shutdown time at the end of the day. 
you can you can engineer the, in these things so into the work work life model. So you're saying invest in that versus ping pong tables and Red Bull. I, I think <laughs> you, you know you you yeah. could argue. Listen, and what I'd say is, uh, if it's working for you, don't change it. You know, it look at your you look at your employee retention. Right. Look at how many people would get off the phone and say, "Man, I love fucking working here. This is an amazing company. The way they treat me." I think if I went into a company and my doctor's office does this, my doctor's office has the ARX technology, which is a computer biofeedback. It's a whole gym and a sled system, one machine or two machines. They have an ice bath. They have red light therapy. They have massage chairs. This all comes with my being a patient of this doctor, Caleb Greer in Austin, Texas. So this model is an incentive model to stay well. So I don't know why a company wouldn't just test it. Because you could job in a company or consultant like myself and say, hey, let's set you up for three months, four yeah. months. Maybe nobody uses it. You might you might find that, you know, human humans are we got to find the way where it's like the person's identify those three or four things that say, oh, that looks as compelling as the Red Bull and the table tennis. Right. Maybe maybe that's something I want to just try for four to six months and check out sick days, performance, happiness scores. You could go next level. You could put or a ring on everybody and check everybody's recovery for, for six months and partner with one of these tech companies who's pulling biometrics. Yeah. If people are open to it. So, if people are open to it, yeah. but then you're going to look at things like the hospital industry and nurses. And, and if you look up the number of nurses that are experiencing burnout and deserting the hospital systems right now, it's shocking. It's shocking. In big cities like LA and New York, they're completely understaffed. I know that there's a huge layoff that just happened in, in the Austin, Texas area of travel nurses. And so they put the burden of nurses who are already already overwhelmed. Already overwhelmed. They cut it in half. So, the, so acute, the acute the acute problems become more and more intense yep. as we're not taking care of ourselves on a regular basis. And, and, and when you do experience cancer, when you do have a, a car accident, when you do break a bone, you will you will feel firsthand the limitations that our medical system yeah. is under. And so it's a trickle down effect. So I think it's got to be, you know, you got to do it for the coders. You got to do it for the first line responders. You got to do it for the firefighters. You know, look at the testicular cancer rates among firefighters right now from theorize from the flame retardant gear that they're wearing is assimilating into their skin and the lymphatic tissue skyrocketing. Wow. Skyrocketing. And, And this is something that we're sort of aware of. I don't see people moving fast enough. And it's um, it. But it's. It's everybody, right? It's not just that industry. It's everybody can use this help. So I really, really think there is uh, an immediate need for this conversation to be forwarded. Well, I I know you got to run. Yes. um, But it was amazing (laughs) talking to you. I could go on literally for days. Um, Totally. uh, Can you tell everyone where they might be able to find more information about you and kind of what you're doing? Yeah, I do a a podcast, which is totally free. It's called The Beautifully Broken Podcast. Big, Big importance on the and the website is beautifullybroken.world. And so lots of the different modalities like ozone therapy or red light therapy or uh, full body stem cell makeovers is on this site. And then I speak all over the world. So if there's an event, it's on that. It's on that site. If I'm going to go travel somewhere, things like South by Southwest or A4M or the upgrade conference in Orlando, all the biohacking stuff, you know, I tend to hang out at those areas and expand this conversation yeah Great. well it's uh it's an exciting area of technology growth and an important part of uh i think tech leadership that we people are taking paying attention to but i think more and more need to 
need to have that at the forefront of the conversation. So yeah, 100%. It. All right. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yes, Ryan. Thank yeah, you. Awesome. Cheers.